Hello, welcome to Love Food, Hate Money. Welcome back. Welcome to the first timers. It's great to have you all join us. For those of you that don't know, for the first timers, this is going to be the podcast where we talk about food and the amount of money that gets spent on it is implied. I'm going to be your host, Jonah, and this is co-host Courtney. Hey! We're going to jump in to a drink. A drink of gin. Jesus. (laughs) Just spilled that everywhere. (laughs) Now I smell like an alcoholic. (laughs) Um... So we're That's the power of pine salt, baby. That's intense. If you could put that on as a perfume, that'd be nice. A little good stuff. Um, so this <laughs> we're sort of riding the wave of gifts because, um, well, it's cheaper if we drink the things we already have. So we're Amen. going through our catalog. Um, this is a pretty cool gift that we got from our buddy Curtis. Hi, Curtis. Hi, Curtis. Um, this is from a trip that he took out to visit some friends in Colorado. Uh, he knows that you're a really big fan of gin. So yes. this one was you in mind. I think this is your birthday present. I feel like I he was the one that correctly. got me into gin, actually. Yep, that sounds about right. It was that was because that's one of the things he enjoys as well. Yeah. So really nice gift. Um, the packaging, like initial packaging, was really um, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's from the Block Distilling Company in Denver, Colorado. And it um, came in a four pack. Came in a four pack. So they're these really cool, like small, um, they're 200 mil bottles. Um, and there's one for each season. So we're in summer now and we're drinking the summer gin. There is a beautiful little video of me floating on the internet. That'll be on TikTok. It'll be wonderful. How I describe this gin um, or how this gin describes itself. Um, <laughs> bold citrusy. So the season's. I would have to go and grab them. Hold on. You talk about the gin. I'll go grab all of them because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So this gin is like pretty intense right off the bat, like on the nose. Like you can tell right away that it's going to be like heavy citrus, really bright, um, even some like floral characteristics to it. I would say for me personally, it's not my favorite. It's almost um, too citrusy, which I know is a weird thing. I think and I think I say this a lot. But if it was mixed, I would like it more. Yeah, this one would be really good with something to sort of cut it. Um, I think uh, on its own, it has... It's a little sharp. It's a little sharp. The citrus flavor sort of comes through like an orange Flintstone vitamin to me, which isn't a bad thing because that was one of my favorite flavors growing up. <laughs> but it's a weird thing to have as a, a 47% ABV beverage. Are you going to spoil drinking it straight up. all the other seasons? No, I'm just going to... They all have fun little different descriptions. So, like, each season is, like, based off the season. So, I'll just give, like, uh, spring is blossoming and autumn is transforming and winter is complex. Uh, summer was bright. So, they all... They, it is bright. It is bright. Um, so, they're just really fun. The packaging's really cool. They, the corks, that, that sound of me spilling alcohol over myself um, <laughs> is the... They have these, like, wooden kids blocks built into the top of them. They're very cute. Really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I think we've narrowed, like, yeah, tastes like really, really like citrusy, like a little bit too powerful citrusy gin. I'm sure in the context of a gin and tonic, like this would be, Ooh, that would be really good, actually really good, but we don't have tonic water. So straight gin, it is like monsters. We'll pour some bubbly on it. It'll be good. Yeah. Bubbly grapefruit. I think that's what we have in there. So we left off. Um, apparently, we're just gonna do two part episodes all the time. That's just what we're doing now. The, if you it's our thing. if you don't like two part episodes and you're like just talk for an hour, um, send us a message. We we'll take feedback. Yeah, Duan. 
so where we left off essentially is that was what we did on our first trip out to San Diego. Um, that's when Jonah fell in love with San Diego. Oh, right. And Felt like the place I wanted to be consistently. And so I said to you, what if? What if? And then you said, I'm unemployed. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm going to have to get a job. Um, or people could buy some t-shirts so that I don't have to get a job. Your choice. It's, that look, we're in your hands as a communist podcast. Communist podcast <laughs> that hates we're money. In, we're in the hands of the people. We need you to give us yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we and I think what's really interesting too is out there you didn't have any allergies, and we've found that to be the case anytime we go anywhere. That is, anytime I leave where I'm born and raised, <laughs> I can wake up without like choking on phlegm. Well, anywhere that has higher humidity too. Yeah. So, like, when we were in Japan, you didn't have allergies. You didn't have allergies in San Diego. I don't even remember you having allergies when we were in Missouri for that one competition I did. Mm-mm. No, I th- I'm pretty damn allergic to where I've lived my whole life. Desert plants. And so we decided another trip, the scouting trip. The scouting trip, which... Let's head out there and see if there's a place that I could work and make enough money to live. And, like, I can get two-thirds of the way there. So you meet me one-third in. We're, yep. we're golden, baby. Yep. Um... And it's funny because the first place we went to is basically an homage to an Arizona chef. Yeah. It's a really like strong nod to <laughs> not not a strong nod. There was a literal painting on the wall. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one of the restaurants I was trying to work at. No, that place was a tribute pizza. Tribute pizza. It they is... were a tribute to everywhere. They were But they were mostly a tribute to Chef Chris Bianco. Yeah. <laughs> they it had was... a painting of him on the wall. They had the I imagine that there's two of those in existence and one of them is probably in Bianco's house. <laughs> I don't think he would do that, but... I don't know, but I like the idea of him being like, yeah, it's a 30 by 30 foot. No, it was not nearly that big. <laughs> it's a massive painting. It was a big canvas. It was really well done. Um, but this was a recommendation from Donnie. Yep. Um, obviously, if Donnie says to eat somewhere, you eat there. That's a rule. He's never steered us wrong, so... Except he keeps sending us to restaurants and inevitably close, and then it just breaks our hearts. Yeah. He's the only one that goes there, but he's right to go there. <laughs> no, I don't think Tribute Pizza will be closing. No, they were, they they were doing pretty well. Um, we went in, like, as it opened, and the dining room was full, which was a little confusing. It was crazy. Because um, there was also no one, like, around that area. Like, I don't know if they opened up. People showed up. Because <laughs> we got there right on cue, and it was... It was I don't know, half the dining room was filled already. It was pretty crazy. Apologies, uh, John, for pug snoring in the background. Um, One of our dogs had an accident recently um, and hurt her back. So our dogs are living in the middle of our living room, which is very close to where we record. Um, So if you hear doggy sounds, that's why. Those are the doggy sounds, yeah. (laughs) If you can support this communist podcast by sending thoughts and prayers... (laughs) toward our disabled dog that would be dope that'd be great um but tribute pizza um they're real fun they're true to name so they're all their pizzas are inspired by something else um like they had the nod to what it was inspired by on the menu which was i think really smart clever because it sort of i don't know it made me feel like connected to each one before i had it yes it's like oh yeah i've had that memory Oh, I've had that memory. Like my favorite one, and we didn't order it. Which um, is sad, because it probably would have been we'll, great. If we move there, we could eat it again. <gasps> <laughs> but Yay. they had one that was a nod to the Costco pizza. 
The Costco Supreme Pizza. And Supremeza. That's just wonderful. Um, Castellana Olives, which is like that's crazy. I love it. I love that. So that's the only olive I like, actually. Yeah, that's. I think that's common amongst olive haters. Is like, well, Castellanos are fine. They just taste buttery. Yeah, they're delicious. Um, but I love this idea of like this is a classic. Like everybody knows Costco pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, to take it to upscale it to make it really delicious and be like, no, like this is. We love that, but here's our version is, I think, a great idea. Yeah. I think that the that one was really good. My favorite was the name of the cheese pizza. Do you remember it? I have a picture of the menu, but I don't remember it. Oh, you it. don't remember it? I remembered it because that's a like a core movie for me. There's like three movies that I will oh, watch consistently. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of just the Christmas season, so Christmas movies. Uh, Home Alone, baby. The Kevin McAllister is their cheese pizza. So great. You ate all the cheese pizza? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Which, they, coincidentally, we live with Fuller right now, so that's fun. Yeah, our sweet Kyrie girl is Fuller right now. She wets the bed. She wets. <laughs> we, we keep giving her a liter of Pepsi before bed, and she just keeps wetting the bed. Um, <laughs> I made my family disappear. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, hopefully not. Uh, they have two Our dogs are alive. <laughs> Jonah might not be by the end of this episode. We'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> they have two on their menu currently, um, that are dedicated to Chris Bianco. The wise guy, which is like his quintessential pie. Um, that was delicious. That's the one that we got. Yeah. That one's a white pie, um, with house smoked cheddar, which uh, smoked cheddar. Perfect. Good cheese. Smoke, so good. Smoked any melty cheese. Good Absolutely. Cheese. Um, smoked Gouda. I love smoked Gouda. Has roasted garlic, Calabrian chili. I don't I know why I, 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 don't know why I you, said it like that. Can you say that one more time for those uh, of us in the back? Clearly, I drank too much wine during the last episode. Can Calabrian have, chili. <laughs> Calabrian. Can I get that call Brian chili? <laughs> hey, get Brian over here. That chili Look, pepper is a little man, spicy. I, yeah. I can't read. It's fine. It's fine. Same, bro. Uh, (laughs) We're doing this live. It's just... Wait. I was reading the wrong description. (laughs) (laughs) I scrolled up on my phone. I'm an idiot. Okay. But you're so pretty. I'm so stupid. It does have the smoked cheddar, and then I zoomed into my photo more. Um, roasted caramelized onion, house made fennel sausage, and parm. Um, really great pizza. I really enjoyed it. I'm uh, glad it doesn't have a pepper on it that I can't say. Call Ryan. <laughs> um, Stupid. <laughs> it's funny because the uh, we referenced it in passing. I work at a new restaurant. Um, very heavy Italian. Like it's, 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 an, ta- Italian it's an Italian restaurant. restaurant. So like Calabrian chili and Controne chilies are two things that are just like. Pronounce, I say pronunciations here in my brain. I'm probably saying them wrong at this point, but like those two, I'm like, you know it now. Threw out the menu, which I mean, I've always been a big fan of Calabrian chili ever since Olive Garden. Ever since Olive Garden, baby. Daddy. (laughs) Um, The other one we ordered was an omakase pizza, which they have as a special, which is really freaking cool. They basically come and they say, Do you want meat? Are you allergic to anything? Do you want vegetarian? How spicy do you want it? Yeah. Um, so they made our pizza. We just said, go wild, like make whatever you want to make. Whatever happens, happens. So ours had sausage, pickled shallot, 
fire roasted tomato, pepper jack cheese, Parmesan, and fresh parsley. It was really tasty. That was one of the best pizzas I've ever had. It was delicious. The pickled shallot that they use as well as the... Um, the fire roasted tomato. Those were good. I was going to say the other onions. Like, their use of the onion product on pizzas was great. Really solid. Because they cut the... Oh, you're onions. talking about the wise guy onions? Yeah, the wise guy onions were cut in, like, pretty wide, I don't know, like, quarter inch to half rings. inch rings mm-hmm. and then caramelized instead of into, like, strips. So you got these, like, really big, like, beautiful, uncaramelized onion rings, basically, uh, all over the pie, which were tasty. And then pickled shallot is, um, I don't know, I feel like I haven't had it since my first job. I haven't had pickled shallot in a long time, but it's, <laughs> like, a, I feel like it's underrated, it's just not used all that often. Yeah. I'm like, but this is tasty. Should be used so on everything. Good. And they also like had um, a special like ghost pepper ranch that you could get. And I really appreciate them just being like, nah, people like to dip their pizza in this ranch. This is our pizza ranch. Get the spicy pizza ranch. It's and good. And then they made it super delicious. So you wanted to eat it. Yeah. Which you were going to inevitably end up copycatting because you'll make your own ranch sometimes. And we have and my ranch is powder. very similar, except theirs was just a spicy There's version. A spice, yeah. And you have the ghost pepper powder now, thanks to Mikey, because... Yeah, because he knows. Because he knows. So that'll be... That'll be delicious. That'll be our tribute to them is tribute, tribute, pizza. Tribute, tribute, pizza Then because this was a all grown-ups trip, we went over to Harlan Brewing, which is one of your favorite breweries. Yes, Harlan got distribution out to Metro Phoenix, I wouldn't say within the last two years, probably even less than that. Their Japanese rice lager was like the first beer that I had from them. And I was like, okay, like, I'll try a lager um, and it was it's delicious is one of my favorite beers first trip that we went out there I got to have it uh, on, on tap at the San Diego Zoo which was so fun the like weirdest best $20 I've ever spent <laughs> on one beer hey we can take our cups back though and get them refilled yeah they had really cool $16. Like, aluminum cups which like drinking super chilled rice lager from an aluminum cup in the middle of a a, a scorching 82 degree day uh, was, <laughs> a a, good time. was a pure moment. But yeah, we went to Harlan. We tried a couple of their beers. They had the, the green beer that you had was wild. The one that was like honeydew and kiwi. And- honeydew and kiwi. It was delicious. It was it was like a, it was a fruited sour, wasn't yes. it? Or was it just a standard sour? No, it was a fruited sour. Um, that thing shot over the glass like a volcano. You looked away and then it was coming up like the ecto cooler. Yeah, like, it was <laughs> like exploding over the rim after he had poured it. And I was trying to walk to the table. I was like, oh, crap. And heaven forbid she sip and walk at the same time. So she's just I like staring. I didn't want to spill it. I'm terrible <laughs> coordination. Spill it as it's like foaming everywhere. I was like, I'll let it spill itself. I don't care. <laughs> I had no part of this. It is on its own. Could I have prevented it? Maybe. Did I? Absolutely not. Not my fault. Really solid, though. I don't think I've had anything from them that I haven't enjoyed. I like Harland a lot. I even got a little Harland Rice Lager hat because that's how much I (laughs) stand that beer. Yep. Um, Then we ate at Cali. Cali was great. I thought the food there was fantastic. We did um, their, like, family-style menu. Yeah, they did uh, did, a five-course feast. Five course Mediterranean feast. Um, all of it was really good. There was, I would say, solid like seventy five percent of it. I was like, this is some of the best Fantastic. version of this that I've had in either life or a while. Um, the value there was pretty great as well. Like, Absolutely, got out of there a first deal. But like the first course with all the the crudite and then the house house pita, the house pitas, and then the three different dips: of ganoush, hummus, and a avocado, avocado labneh. Yeah, which was. I 
I like avocados, but I'm a little bit allergic to them, so they kind of make my mouth tingle. <laughs> I like how that's a common thing for us. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a really weird, common, mild. I, I don't even know if allergies are the right way to describe it. I get a little Maybe that's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about avocados, guys. When you how eat do avocados, you do they also make your mouth tingle and kind of like feel like someone's pinching all over the inside? That was really delicious, and I loved their serving vessel because it reminded me so much of vegan Lebanon. Yeah. Having that traditional, like, metal bowls. Yeah, the metal, they had the little metal bowls little and everything. serving tray. Um, second course was a salmon crudo. Yes. And you and I both don't prefer raw salmon, and it's not our favorite. Nope. Um, but I thought The menu it was... was ba- I See, I like doing tasting menus with you because... Um, of the two of us, you're the picky eater. Yes. And anytime we do anything tasting, which you'll hear a little bit about again later, like we'll do a tasting and you're like, all right, let's do it. I'm game. I love food. And then it starts to come out and you're like, God, hold me. <laughs> it's happening again. <laughs> but I everyone was... loves avocado and salmon and I hate avocados and salmon. No, I like salmon. I just raw salmon's not my favorite. But I will say as far as raw salmon goes, it was some of the best I've had. Yeah, it was really good. It did not have a... Um, sticky, fishy, oily Wasn't flavor. as oily. Um, and I think that also, like, the sauce that they had on it, like, really complimented it. it was yeah, really nice. it, uh, yeah. I think that dish also had golden beets on it. Yeah, it was beets and salmon, which... <laughs> I don't like red beets. I like golden beets. I think they're good. I, the red beets for me are, like, too... They're earthier. Dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not my favorite, but that was a really too, good too, dish. Too dirt. Too dirt. <laughs> that's just... That's it. They're just too dirt. So the next... Uh, David Spade movie. (laughs) Joe Dirt and then Two Dirt. The seventh Joe Dirt movie that they've made. (laughs) Two Dirt. (laughs) Too Fast, Too Dirt. Too Fast, Too Dirt. I'm pretty sure there's been multiple Joe Dirt movies. No idea. I think that maybe two of them. The course after that is the pasta. Yes. Um, (laughs) I did not like the pasta. (laughs) Yeah, this whole meal is like... There was a. There no, was... I like being challenged. I like trying things that aren't my favorite, um, and you know, I like to be surprised because, like, the salmon dish was a surprise. I really enjoyed it. Um, the pasta dish, I tried, and I really didn't enjoy it. It tasted like a really elevated tuna noodle casserole. Whoa. So I kind of vibed with it because <laughs> I ate tuna noodle casserole growing up. I just never thought I would spend forty dollars on it when I grew up, <laughs> and here we are. Um, it's just not really what I, it tasted to me like oil-packed tuna. I would be surprised if it wasn't. If it was anything other than that, they should reconsider and just do oil-packed tuna because it would have been easier. they're wasting fresh fish. Yeah. Um, they might be, they're probably confined in-house. They like probably, they're probably are. going through it's probably really a nice lot tuna. of steps to get to the same location. It wasn't for me. And I'm glad you liked it. Oh, it reminded me, the overwhelming fishy... Uh-huh. Brine flavor reminded me of the uh, ramen. Oh, the one from uh, the sardine ramen. Yeah, the Japan. sardine ramen. That was just like a little bit too much. I was like, oh, you're dirty girl from the ocean. <laughs> Let's play around. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was. <laughs> it's known that that's not my favorite. Um, And then they had the best chicken dish I've ever had. It was really good chicken. Hands down. It was crusted with this really beautiful spice blend. Um, Why were we so full? Oh, because we just had two. Pizzas. I was like, we what? ate two pizzas and then it did a five course tasting menu, like freaking psychopaths. Yeah, because I was like, at that point, I was so nauseous that it was served with like a shaved carrot salad that had been tossed in a pretty acidic dressing, and the acid from that dish <laughs> was like 
making me like consider going to the bathroom to throw up, which like it wasn't the dish's fault, but I was like, why was I so full? Yeah. That was really excellent. It was an airline breast, which I don't ever expect a chicken breast to be the best chicken I've ever had, but it was it was really good. Delicious. Great flavor on um, it. Um and then to wrap up that meal, um, they served something I never thought we'd get to eat again. Yeah, agreed. Um they served a Turkish cotton candy. Um it was like a lemon tart. As a lemon tart, yeah. Um Turkish cotton candy is made with flour. And I believe butter in it as well. Yes. So it's almost like the texture of like super thin hay, like is the best way I can think of describe it. Like it doesn't melt no, like cotton candy. It's like biting into a cotton ball that will like eventually melt. Like it's got that same like. I think it has sink. a sharpness to it though. Interesting. Like when I bite it, it almost has a crunch. Yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about, but the way that I like, it I associate it with like almost like an alfalfa like texture. <laughs> The way that it crunches and then it condenses, it like crunches and then like packs in. Yeah. Very similar to like that squeaky cotton feel that I get. Interesting. From we experience all it the times that I eat cotton balls. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> gross. Um, that was really special. We ate that when we our last night when we were in Lebanon um, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, obviously, that was the first time we'd ever seen it. So to see it again here was like so exciting. Yeah, I never thought I would have it again it was also better than the one that we had in lebanon right well it was also had like lemon curd and stuff in it which is one of your favorite things yeah <laughs> um let's see the next Drinks day there were unremarkable oh we did the wine pairing too all the wine was fine with it the only miss was there was a red wine with that chicken dish that just kind of didn't come to because the chicken had a little backbone of heat so it the spice from that i think it was a grenache or a syrah we had I but don't like remember, it just but came, I didn't like the pairing it just came across as like really hot so food tip for y'all if you ever have food with any heat in it careful with red wine because you can just that's be a really real strong swirly. alcohol yeah you you can get like a weird strong alcohol taste and then it'll make the it'll make the peppers taste spicier and it'll make the wine just taste like ethanol like it's uh yeah pretty it's brutal not my favorite um the next morning we had <laughs> duck brandy toast. Duck brandy toast. Obviously. The crochet pain. Delicious. Delicious. Go get that. Um, dinner that night, because we decided we only needed two meals that day. <laughs> we were dying. Yeah. We went to communal and a couple other things too, didn't we? Or no, that's um or no, we did go to communal. We just had coffee though. And then we went to that little plant store after we went to the beach. Yeah. That's right. That was the beach day. Great time. Love the beach. If you ever go to the beach, everyone, here's what I have to say. Invest in some good little beach chairs, little umbrella, because you're already going on vacation. Like spend the extra 60 bucks to like be comfortable, be a beach king instead of a beach peasant. (laughs) Uh, Dinner that night, we went to a ramen shop called Rocky Rocky. Yeah, Rocky Rocky Ramen. That was good. We had Sakemen Ramen there Um, with an asterisk of like. It was good enough it was the best ramen that we've like, had in san diego so far yes um i would put it up there like i would go back i would go back and try other things i will say and it was funny because i read an article about it while we were in san diego eating different like ramens it was there was a, a article that came out about um someone that lived in Japan and then like came over to the United States and was like having ramen here. And they were like, yeah, like 
good quality and everything on some of these ramens, like good flavor, but $22 for a bowl is a really crazy price. Because two bowls in Japan. Because most of like the top level stuff that I think that like, if you got expensive, like you added on extra chashu and a bunch of crazy add-ons in Japan, it was like a $16 bowl. And to yeah. even get to like, even here in Arizona, our favorite shop is origami. We've been there over and over again. And even there is like $16. I think is they're like just entry, entry level. level bowl. And it's, mm-hmm. that, it's just a shocking price to yeah. jump from. Um, my problem with that bowl of noodles was that the noodles were served to me hot. Yeah. Um, so Kevin style ramen, we've talked about it. Go listen to our ramen episodes. Um, the noodles should be cold. Yeah, the noodles are I was out And they were on. kind of greasy. They like coated them in something so they had stick together. Or um, they didn't coat them in something so they stick together. There was just a weird texture on them. Yeah. But they yeah, the used to Sakemen being served chilled. Yes. Um that doesn't mean that the flavor was bad because I thought the soup had really great flavor. Yeah. I wouldn't have upgraded the pork um if we went back. No, that pork was actually kind of lame. It was had a lot of was connective cut tissue. Way too thick and it wasn't cleaned properly in my opinion. Um after that their egg had good flavor though. Egg was really good. And that's important. And that's, it was cooked properly. Yeah. So we'd go back there for sure, try some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Cuz I bet there are actual other bowls of ramen that aren't sukemen are probably really good. They're also known for a uh, vegan shop in that area. So if you're a vegan, you're in San Diego. There you go. That's your that's your spot to go try. I don't know if it's any good, but it's there. <laughs> Try it. Tell us. Um, after that, we found more ice cream because we associate San Diego with great ice cream. Yep. Uh, we went to Hammond's, and the reason I picked that place is they do ice cream flights. Um, that was fun. Which is just adorable. They have these really tiny sugar cones, and we did six flavors. Um, their ice cream wasn't, like, mind-blowing, but I thought everything was solid. Yeah, everything was solid. It was, I don't think it was any, like, homemade or anything ice cream. I think it was just, like, buy a tub from distributor I'm and pretty sure and they made it, it in-house but did they yeah interesting it was fine it was good um then we went to that cocktail bar or the speakeasy you found i don't remember what it was called i don't remember what it was called either um i could try to find it how it's do a, you not know you found it it's a speakeasy that's built into a record shop in the north park neighborhood i think Hold on. I, I think it was north it. Park. yeah it was the north park because it was around the corner from the ice cream shop yeah Let's see. Part-time lover. Part-time lover. Super cute. And it was very clearly the same interior designer from... um, Breakfast. Not breakfast, bitch. That's a different restaurant. No, that's here. Morning Glory. Morning Glory, which is another breakfast spot out there that I've been to. You haven't been. Um, But it was very clearly the same interior design team. That's like Um, the definition of a vibey restaurant. Really beautiful. Super fun. Um, their, their drinks were fine. Their drinks were fine. They had really like funny, like little cutesy highballs that were all like color coded that like, if you got the one that was blue, like it came out with like some blue curacao and it was blue. And I had, I think I had a green, no, I had an orange one and you had a red one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really remember my, mine tasted kind of like an orange vitamin again, which is sort of a theme for this episode, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And then after that, we went to um, False Idol, which is Tiki Drinks. False and Idol was lots of fun. That place had good conversations with the so cute. bartender there. The bartenders were fantastic. They were so fun. It was funny because they're in the same Tiki Drink trail as Undertow. So 
when we finally like had enough drinks that we were like, we're just going to tell you everything about us to the bartenders, you know, <laughs> like you do. Well, you know, you make friends. We were like, hey, you know, we're from Metro Phoenix. Like, this is a lot like a bar. They're called Undertow. Like, have you heard of it? And the, I can't remember his name. I don't even know if we ever actually got, got his, his name, name. But he was like, oh, yeah, like friend that works, that worked here, also worked out there. And now he manages a bar out there called like 1912 or something like that. And we were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, bar 1912. Like, that's built into Valentine. Shout out, Donnie. Um, so that was a really fun, like, oh, yeah, we know someone that you know. We've, we've seen Tim. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah, I think they know Aiden, who yeah, runs the bar program over at 1912. Right. Um, oh, which was really fun. They're like, tell him we love him. And that's always a fun experience when you have that connection. Yeah. It was funny because Undertow goes through these, like, fun little, like, it's just on a loop where, like, there'll be a storm every so often. But I False already, Idol. Yes, thank you. I was like, <laughs> what's the name of the place we just talked about? False Idol had a little button that they would push. So anytime they started out like a party punch with a little volcano effect, they would turn on like the volcano in the room. And, that and everybody was, would scream. It was hilarious. It was, it, it was good. It was, it was fun. It was chaotic, but it was fun. And they did something that most bars don't do where they would bring you in and have standing room only. Yeah. That's not a thing here. And they're like, bar seats are like, if one opens, snag it. And if we not just stand. And we did. That was, which was really fun. Yeah. But I liked, cause they got way more people in there. Oh, yeah, you were packed in. You were on board game. that ship. Yeah. The next place we're not going to really talk about. We're going to do a whole episode on it because um, it's Michelin star. So we'll, we'll do a rubber meets the tongue episode on Sushi Tadakoro. Sushi Tadakoro. We will um, just say that it was fantastic. Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. Dope as hell. Great experience. After that, we stopped by James Coffee Co. Really cute location. I really loved that they had all those little shops in there. Yeah, they had a lot of fun little shops. That was also like in the... That's technically little, little, uh, the Little Italy neighborhood as yes. well, right? So it was right next to, like, Crack Shack and all the other places that we went mm-hmm. during round one. Um, we had strawberry... Strawberry mint, I think. Strawberry mint lattes. With there, oat milk. Iced, yeah, with oat milk, iced, delicious. Really refreshing. They had a really good program set up where they had, for all their to-go drinks, they didn't do, like, plastics or anything. It was all glass. So you put a deposit down on the glass, and you kept the lid, straw, and then koozie because you could do the to-go drinks hot, hot as well, which was mm-hmm. nice. They served it with a little koozie, and then if you ever needed to get all your money back, you just gave back the whole set. If you were just getting the drink, you would keep your koozie and everything else, and you would just give the glass back. So it was fun to see that program, like, in effect, because there's been places that have, like, whispered and talked about it that we people we know. Yeah, mm-hmm. locally, but that, like, to hasn't actually gone all the way through. So it was cool to see a place at least trying to execute it. I don't know if it's working for them, but yeah. it seems like it had been open for a while, so. Yeah. Uh, we stopped by McKellar because they have a brew brewery. That's not what it is. It's a tap room. <laughs> oh, they brew out of Did the, they brew I, out of there? Yeah, they have a couple of them that are like, the couple of their labels are like specifically brewed in San Diego. Okay. So I'm not sure if that was I don't actually, think it was at the location, though. I think it was an off-site. So. That's, that location seemed kind of small. Um, which is fun. We've been to McKellar on three continents now. Um, we were on McKellar. We've been in McKellar on three continents before. Right, but, like, that's why we keep going. It's, like, a tradition. We always go if it's in the city that we're in. Yeah. Um, then we went to another coffee shop. I don't have the name of it, though, and I don't remember. Um, um, the one that was downtown. Oh, well, before the meal. Look. That was called... It was funny because they served homage baked goods, which is, the, which is the name of the 
La Cochette de Quan, like their actual like baking facility is called Amage. So yes. it's funny when I was looking up a place to go before actual dinner because we were in a weird lull again where we wanted to stay close to where our reservation was going to be. Where we were going to be, but there was still over an hour in between. So we couldn't just like go sit in their like bar lounge area. So we're like, all right, let's find something else to do. So we went and got more coffee as we are to do. Um, and that shop was interesting because it was very, it was super hands off. There was just the barista there and all the ordering was done either like online or through the POS system. Like you just typed it in yourself. They didn't, ha- the guy that was working did not have any interaction on that end. He would like ask you how your drink was if you were still in the room long enough to have it. But he, yeah, no, no actual cashier, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I think it makes it really nice because then you don't have to have a ton of staff on. Um, Just the one guy trying to close up shop. I'm trying to figure out what it is. I know it was right next to Anime, which is the last place we went. Portal Coffee. That's what it was. Yeah, because everything was ordered through the portal. I don't think that's why, but yeah. So Anime was kind of the big one that we were, I think, probably most excited about going to try. Yeah, I was pretty, I would say I was equally excited between Cali and Anime. I was, for the purposes of scouting and figuring out a place that I wanted to work, going to a place with a little bit of higher check average makes sense for working just because that means a little bit more money typically. So anime lined up as like, hopefully this is a good place because it was, I don't know, I don't like the terminology, but you know, Pan-Asian Steakhouse. I think they even. I think they call it that though. Yeah. Um, Really beautiful restaurant. Yeah, a lot, Um, a lot of money went into it. It's a brand malarkey concept. Mm-hmm. Another Top Chef Huff, alumni. Huffer malarkey group. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also just had a wonderful server. Um, Drew was just like so nice. He was a really nice man. Um, really super helpful. Um, PSA. If you're in a nice <laughs> restaurant and your child is literally like doing barrel rolls on the floor, please just like hold them tightly to your chest <laughs> or something. Just like keep them, keep them near and keep dear. Them, keep them in, in check. Um, go out, have your fun night, but like, maybe don't let your kid pull like the expensive drapery off the wall. Pulling off the drapes, maybe with like, a napkin, smacking passersby with napkins. <laughs> like not, they're they're not my coach in football. You don't get to do that. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was so funny because one of the things that's really different to us about San Diego is people go there on vacation. People don't come here on vacation, and if they do, they're like not people who are bringing small kids. Yeah, people come here for, like, Scottsdale nightlife vacation. Right. It's it's adults coming here on vacation. It's not kids. Or if they do come here on vacation, they're coming here and, and like, staying at the resort. Right. And then they're going to the pool there and wrecking havoc. Yeah. Um, But in San Diego, like, if people want to go out to a nice restaurant, they take their kids. And that was really interesting. And people took their dogs. There was 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 a dog in the bar. There was a big dog in that bar, which was funny because this is a probably multi-million dollar restaurant. Yeah. Um, and there was also a dog like that was definitely stepped on at one point at um, False Idol. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it was dark in there. It was a tiny little dog. Oh, a tiny little dark tiki bar, and you got this little Pomeranian like, yeah. getting ready to get smashed. So that was kind of funny. Um, but the food and anime was really fantastic. I thought. Yeah, they had a great chicken dish. Love the fried chicken. Fried chicken with the the mustard seeds. Fried chicken, pickled mustard seeds. Uh, that was delicious. Really crispy, really delicious. What was the other starter that we had? The lamb chops. Oh, their lamb chops had great texture. Came right off the bone, a little bit crisp, but still tender on the interior. Like, good flavor. So good. Really good, like, uh, aioli. Like, it was a very solid aioli, dish. but next to it, that was 
And Fresno chilies, which is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, entrees on that one. Braised great. cabbage is something cabbage I want to make because it was so good. Yeah, if you make cabbage with enough miso and butter, it's going to go places. Well, and it was also, I think it was charcoal grilled. Yeah. And the char on it with the miso and the butter and the chilies was just delicious. It was. Uh, we also got the crab noodles. I personally wouldn't order them again. I yeah. thought they were kind of one note. They're pretty. Yeah, they had a decent little spice, but a lot of that like crabby. crabby they were crabby. Umami and very rich. Yeah. Not enough noodles for the amount of sauce. No, but Drew hooked it up because he was like, "Hey, I'm going to charge you extra money for a little bit of rice, and you can take it home with you." And I did. Do it. <laughs> um, we ordered a piece of A5 Wagyu beef. Wagyu. I don't remember. What cut it was. Do you? No, I don't even remember if it's specified. Um, really delicious. I think we got like a four or six ounce piece. We got a four ounce portion because it was expensive and <laughs> we just wanted to have a little, little bit of steak. Some bites. Um, it came with banchan, which is really cool. Um, so to have those like little Korean side dishes, um, kimchi, pickled cucumber and onion. Um, I think there was like a bean sprouts. And then they had um, a raw egg in like a soy sauce that you mix together and you dip the beef in. That was incredible. That was excellent. And then we did the duck fried rice. Yep. Uh, which came with forbidden rice. Personally, not my favorite for fried rice. I don't feel like it absorbs enough of the flavor. Yeah, that was it it was less cohesive as like a normal fried rice. Like, I don't know. I think forbidden rice is something that you're really into, or you're like, <laughs> this is forbidden for a reason. <laughs> and then we finished that with um they did a donut that was filled with um a panda and cream. And then had lemon curd. And that was the best donut I've ever had in my whole life. That was a great dessert. I really don't enjoy desserts that often. We don't order them either because we just... Meh. But pandan custard and donuts and like... That's a... we When we eat here at Glybon, we get their little like milk bread with pandan. And you just like, sort of like... With the custard. Dip it through so and good. it's really tasty. So we were like, okay, well, that in a donut will be fine. And there was like some crystallized ginger in the sugar that the donut was rolled mm-hmm. in. So you got a little bit of that peppery... Sharpness. And then, yeah, lemon curd. It was... That was a... We had that with some hot tea. So we fancy. Oh, because we so fancy. A little after-dinner bevies. And then we drove for six hours. And we drove for seven hours. Because <laughs> it was really weird, slow driving through some of it. Yeah. And that was, that was part two. The scouting trip was pretty successful. Well, we have a whole episode for one of the restaurants and we are like. We're, yeah, we are at about that time where the child has <laughs> fully ripped the door off the handle. So like, if you have, can someone please get this four-year-old girl like away? She's swinging the door now. How's that? <laughs> Full Hulk mode. She was like, it was weird because it was like kind of quiet too. She was just like, oh, it was like a quiet ripping terror. off. <laughs> she was literally like destroying the restaurant, but quietly. And so the parents were like, well, she's being quiet. Like, okay. On one one, what's your emergency? Silent terror. <laughs> That's it. All right, awesome. Um, thank you for listening to Love Food Hate Money. Um, this episode and every episode is edited by John Watkins of Feather Fiction Studios. He also does our original music. Thanks so much, John. Um, connect with us on social media. Um, a few res- restaurant recommendations for when we're in San Diego next. 
hit us up, let us know, tell us what's good. Um, we're still taking restaurant stories. We're still selling t-shirts. We sell things and then one person buys them. Thank you, one person. Uh, two. Oh, we've had two people, yeah. <laughs> and then we've been we've been giving them away to anybody who's a guest on our show. So if you have a cool guest that wants a cool t-shirt, we can hook it up. Want to help spread the communist agenda. <laughs> one, one hate money shirt at a time. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate everybody listening in, hanging out with us for a while. It's great to talk at you. Give us some feedback. Hit us up. Talk about food. We talk about money too, I guess. <laughs> we'll, we'll help financial plan for you. That's the next the evolution. You don't want the love food, hate money budget. <laughs> it's, it's so red. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Bye. Bye. I made a mess. <laughs>